Hey, Latinos in Clinical Research, welcome back. The very special episode, we have our very own brand ambassador, Christine Naro, on the show today. We got a lot to talk about. Christine has a study coordinator background. She just got hired for a sponsor. We can't say who or what. I actually don't even remember. But uh, it's an exciting opportunity that she has. And she knows a whole lot about the site level. And now she's going to get to know much more about the sponsor side of things and how Latinos and minority participation and disparities and all that stuff kind of fits in. So I'm really excited for you, Christine. Christine's been very active on Clubhouse as well. Uh, she's been very helpful getting the Guru Nation brand built on Clubhouse. And we plan, actually, Latinos Clinica Research planning on doing a weekly Clubhouse under Guru Nation brand too. So I'm looking forward to that. So welcome, Christine. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm really excited to be a brand ambassador for Latinos in Clinical Research. We couldn't have had a better one. We're very lucky. I'm sure Ashley, Monica, and Judy all agree. It, it's only been a month, and you've already done like so much activity for us. So we thank you very much for, for your hard work yeah. and dedication. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Especially the Slack. That was a really great idea. And that sponsor that shall remain nameless, you're getting somebody really good. You guys don't even know what you're getting. Right? You guys don't even know. So Christine and then... The other gals from LIC are Monica, Ashley, Judy. You guys feel free to ask questions. But Christine, give us a little bit of background on yourself, especially um, your time as a study coordinator. Sure. So I got into clinical research in ophthalmology um, because the Air Force trained me to become an optometry tech. So I went into optometry and then I got into ophthalmology and then eventually into clinical research at an ophthalmology practice. And so um, I got to work at two multi-specialty sites, which was really exciting. And in San Antonio, we have a lot of diversity. So um, I was able to also support our site by providing Spanish translation to some of our patients. And it was really exciting to build those relationships with them and realize how important it is to speak their language and um, provide that service to them and good bedside manner, you know, to not only people that speak English, but also Spanish. And so I thought that was really important. So when I came across Dan, um, I knew that he was a clinical trials guru, but I didn't know he was building Latinos in clinical research. And so how exciting to become a part of this organization and your efforts. And so, yeah, so that's a little bit about me and what I've done. Thank you. So do you have any, like, when you were coordinating and you had like primarily Spanish speakers, did you run into, and this is an issue that Judy is very passionate about, did you run into and how did you overcome language barrier issues, especially as it pertains to informed consent? So during the informed consent, of course, just like sitting down with the patients and breaking it down um, to them at their level. I do know Spanish, but, you know, I'm not very fluent when it comes to medical terms. So also like myself, not knowing uh, the medical jargon, I think kind of helped a little bit in a way, right? Because um, you want them to understand what the informed consent means. And so reading through it and learning medical terms with the patients really helped um, them understand as well as myself. So I got to learn a lot of terms and stuff like that, but um, really giving them a little bit more one-on-one -on -one because 
even though you might not be on the study that you know another coordinator has, you can still provide assistance by translating for them and um, just seeing them get excited about having somebody that speaks their language at the site and that can translate what the doctor says and what the techs are saying and how they really feel makes them feel better. Um, here in Texas, we have a lot of like people that speak strictly Spanish, but they can understand English. And so they know when you're translating what they're saying and it makes them feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And how, how many, like how long did you spend at that, at that site as a coordinator? Was it just one site or did you do uh, like a few sites? Um, I did two. So I spent about two to three years at the first. And then um, I had worked at the other one previously, but as a coordinator, it was about six months. And were they both ophthalmology? Yes. Ah, okay. And the sponsor you're working with, I don't know if you can share, but are they ophthalmology? Um, it is going to be eye-related. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's a huge, that's a growing area of research. Um, I know that right now that's a growing area of research, uh, ophthalmology. And I, I actually regret not getting more experience in that myself. Monica, you've been trying to get a studies like this for a while. <laughs> Yeah, and I actually met two ophthalmologists that are interested in that, so. Let's we'll do it. <laughs> if we have any questions, we'll hit up Christine on Clubhouse. Yeah, hey, now Inquisitive I know. Christine, what, what is, um, how many people, be honest, how many people have hit you up for Clubhouse invites since you become a brand ambassador? Can you count well, on two hands or more? <laughs> more. I was keeping track at first, but then I said I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> It's a good sign. You should have kept track. All those people are going to owe you favors now. Like, <laughs> was it less than 100? Mm, I'd say close to it. Dang. Wow. Awesome. You see? Wow. How do you get that many invites? I only have eight. <laughs> I was, you know, just asking them to recycle their invites. So, like, you get uh. two when you get on. And so just asking, like, can you share one of your invites? And so, yeah. Awesome. I got an idea for you off air. I'm going to tell. I already told you. I think you need to do it. I think hey. you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> wow, so secretive. <laughs> we don't want to give people the idea, Monica. Not you guys. Not you guys, but people watching. After the recording. Know, I'm just let kidding. Us know. <laughs> so, Christine, I'm, I'm personally, you know, I like, I'm interested in the fact that, that excuse me, you know, you're a mother, you're, you're a clinical researcher, you are now an ambassador, you were looking for work at the same time. And on top of that, I mean, you were providing us contacts. You were being, you know, a, a very valuable, obviously valuable asset to Latinos in clinical research while also, you know, getting out there and kind of creating your own brand. Um, I like to tell some of my clients that I have that this is, you can literally just start on your own, right? So what, what you know, pushed that forward to really make you just reach out and start gaining this kind of momentum? Um, so I think just, I'm a go-getter and I think that comes from being in the military, you know, as a reservist, they teach us a lot of things, core values. Um, but when it comes to the civilian world, when you put those practices into play, it just kind of like takes you to another level and it all depends on how you use it. Right. Um, I religiously listen to motivational speakers like um Ed Milet and David Goggins those are my favorite David and so awesome. um just putting that into action like on a daily basis in your regular life really helps um and then just setting goals for yourself like Ed says like try to catch up to yourself in 10 years 
So like 10 years, or no, I'm sorry, that was um, Matthew McConaughey, right? His famous speech. So like, keep trying to change that person that you are in 10 years. So in 10 years from now, my goals are going to be to become the next person that I want to be in the next 10 years, right? So just always trying to catch up with your future self. That's awesome. Super awesome. I I like that a lot. I have one question. And it's, uh, how many people in the site that you were working speak Spanish? How many, how many uh, study coordinators or members, staff of the site? So I think there was only one other one that would, was able to hold, you know, her own when it came to speaking Spanish for research, because we did have a clinic overall, but, um, but research was just like an addition to the clinic. And so we had several sites, but we only did research on one site. So the last site I was at only had one other person and she, yeah, she was unmasked. So um, she was able to translate in, you know, in most cases. I do have a question because I uh, did you, as a study coordinator. So it's different, you know, when you're probably more in an administration um, side of it. Did you feel the studies that you guys worked on? Um, did you always get Spanish material for your studies or were there challenges working with the sponsor Sierra's that you were aware of as a study coordinator? So to my knowledge, we always got translations. And so when I was listening to one of your webinars, I know you said that that was a challenge for you. And I didn't know that there are some sponsors that won't provide translations. I thought that was really interesting. And it made me, you know, want to work with Latinos in clinical research even more because that is important. And um, actually, I think I learned about that during the webinar where we were interviewing the other brand ambassador, right, Cassandra. And so I think that it's really important to overcome that challenge and maybe speak up and make other people more aware in the industry, but as well as patients, because patients also have a voice. And so if they want to be part of a trial and they say, I want this consent in Spanish, you know, we have to be able to give them the power to bridge that gap between the patient and the sponsor. And so, yeah, Um, but uh, I haven't encountered that challenge myself. That's good. I'm glad uh, that you didn't have that challenge. Um, I'm not familiar like with Dan and Monica with ophthalmology study. So I assume maybe there's not a bunch of assessments with them, which probably could be the reason it was a little easier to have the Spanish consent. Um, But that's good. I'm glad to hear that you had a good experience with that. (laughs) Yes, psych is way complicated with Uh all those rating scales and certified translators. Um, Uh Christine, how important is networking to you? Like, you you got the job um and by the way christine's a patreon member guys i'll just do shameless plug (laughs) patreon good things happen good things happen and judy is too actually judy and so good things happen guys when you're in the patreon but anyways how important is networking and monica and i have a very good clubhouse story to share but what's a good thing because you've probably spent more time on clubhouse than all of us here What's a like one good thing that happened on Clubhouse to you so far? Like the best thing so far, even if it's not special, just like the best one you've had. I think the best one would have to be connecting with other Latinos. And for example, um, I think you all met Herman or, or a few people have spoken to him. And so, yes, thank meeting, you. Yes, thank you. Meet, you're welcome. Meeting people like Herman who like go out of their way to support Latinos and create um businesses or services for Latinos is like really exciting and then connecting Latinos in clinical research with them like that's even more exciting right because we all want to help each other out and get to the next level 
Awesome. And give us give us a take because we got a lot of career. Our next series, actually, here's a preview. You get your beaks wet, guys. You just a little appetizer. The main dish is coming. You gotta wait. You you gotta go to latinosclinicalresearchers.com and subscribe. But we'll give you appetizer. So career. All right. And we're planning on doing a lot of Latinos in clinical research career coaching. But our next series on Zoom, we just finished the vaccine. Dr. Hazen and Dr. Al came through and basically said, look, this the series is over after this. There's no need for any more. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Yeah, if you oh, haven't seen it, go learn. watch it. I sent it to a lot of people good. I know. Yeah. Uh, but the next one's going to be good, too. I don't know if it'll be as dramatic, but uh, it's going to be about career. It's probably more lucrative for your guys' pockets, for your wallets. So, Christine, walk us through, because I've known you since, like, what, January of this year? And it's only March? Like, I've only known you for, like, two months, right? I feel like I've known you forever. Right? I know. I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah. So, in that time, you got hired. You actually got two job offers, and you got to let one of them know. Hey, sorry, but walk us through that process, like the struggle, if there were any, and then like how you were feeling, what they asked you in the interviews, things like that. And then your, your thought process and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, can sure. I, can I add a little bit to that so that you can mention <laughs> how your networking with us was able to assist you in that process when it came to your decision, right? Cause you had access to people. Yes. That's okay. Right. <laughs> so um, I also battled, you know, with a lot of those struggles. And so um, definitely taking my CV, which was like about six pages, because my um, manager, my first manager always told me, like, put everything on your CV. They want to know everything you've ever done. And I don't know if that makes the site look good because they're in ophthalmology, like we're kind of a niche. So we have very specific um, talents that people are looking for, right? Like checking vision with ETDRS and how to check eye pressure and stuff like that, what have you. So taking my resume and turning it into something more broad where I wasn't only focusing on my talents in ophthalmology, but also what I've done as a coordinator and also like translational information, like um, leadership skills in the military and writing them into a bullet format, um, which was less than two pages. Uh, that was very challenging, but you know, you have to kind of listen to people when they give you advice on how to minimize your, uh, or condense your CV, I should say, because um, it's true, like the human attention span is what, seven seconds. So when people get your CV and it's six pages long and they're not gonna read the whole thing. So you have to really capture them with the first page and then the second page maybe just add a little bit of more details where um, they may still read it uh, but definitely condensing your CV and so my first interview was heartbreaking right because I really wanted to work for a company I was even considering moving which is would be tough for me because where I live like my base is where I live and so moving to a different city like that was going to be a challenge so maybe traveling back once a month to, to where I live um that would be a challenge you know but I was considering it because I was just wanting to break through into a CRO or a sponsor and so it was a little bit heartbreaking when it came to that and um but definitely reaching out to the network like uh, Dan and um, other people that have helped me. Um, and also uh, 
the Great Careers Network with Lynn Williams. She really helped me. She's based out of Pennsylvania, but um, she really gives a lot of tips on like how to improve your LinkedIn, how to network, um, how to uh, reach out to other veterans and stuff like that. But overall, just like networking is your key to success when it comes to finding your next job. And being part of Latinos in Clinical Research, like just even going to the website to sign up and commenting like Dan says like all the time. And then um, Nadia told me like people that create content, like not everybody's gonna create content. So that really sets you apart. Um, so I'm really excited that I've gotten to know everybody here and I've gotten to um, bounce ideas off of your heads and kind of get a little bit of guidance because it's scary like you don't always want to let your employer know when you're looking around right so um, just also like making friends with other people who are at more advanced levels and they may not work for a company like the one you want to work for but they may know things that um people in your network don't know and so just trying to make new connections and new friends that can give you more information is is really the key to um getting to the next level and then you ended up not just with that one offer from a one sponsor but also one from a CRO so you got the best of both worlds <laughs> yes and <Yeah. laughs> And that was a really hard decision, um, but you know, it just basically comes down to what's the best for you and also them, right? Who's going to put your skills to work? And so, yeah. So how many so how many companies before you got offers from those two, like total, including those two? How many companies did you have interviews with? Interviews with, I think, like, well, are you including like phone interviews? Probably yeah. like around ten. Ten, and you got two two offers. Mm -hmm. that's really good so and and people would would kill for those two offers that you got and see this is where this guys i tell you guys the cream rises to the top you can't just do if you want abnormal results you've got to do abnormal action you can't do what everyone else does here's what everyone else does when they want a job uh dear sir slash madam here is my resume and then they write like uh five paragraphs uh, life story and then their resume in a word document who's gonna that's normal that's normal and you're gonna get normal results if you do that abnormal is what christine does let me put you in touch with someone let me give you a clubhouse invite let me jump yeah. on this comment let me like let me share let me talk let me help others that's abnormal guys plus it doesn't hurt that you have a crc background i mean i knew when i first talked to you it's not going to take long and it didn't it took like a month and a half right if that. I mean, a perfect <laughs> example, too, I would say is that, like, for instance, when we've Latinos and Conquistors, we've had a webinar. One of the first ones, two people said, hey, I'm looking for work. And there was two sites that were actually on the call that said, hey, well, give us your information. Right. Just because they showed up, they, they let people know they put themselves out there. The same thing, too, on the clubhouse. Another night, you know, we were talking to Lindsay and somebody said, hey, you know, I know this girl. She's looking for work. Do you have anything or any advice? Lindsay is huge. She's super huge. And I don't know what I think Midwest region throughout the whole US and so in recruitment. And so I mean, if you're going to do things like Christine, right, you're going to put yourself out there, you're going to get in contact, you're going to be connected with people that are really going to see your potential and want to help you and get you those contacts, or they're going to be the contacts you make. And so, I mean, so long as you push out there and, and actually put yourself out there, you know, these kinds of things will happen, right? Like 
Christine, you're a perfect example. Thank you. And I think Dan's right. Like, um, when it comes to like reciprocating, you know, help and stuff like that, like the more people you help, the more people are going to want to help you. And so that's always good advice. Exactly. Absolutely. The, my pet peeve is when people, um, put limits on themselves and they, in their mind, they read a job description and they decide nobody else, they decided that they're not qualified. And like perfect example on our Latinos in clinical research, we have job postings uh, and we're so go, make sure you check this page, guys. So sometimes they're very descriptive job, job descriptions. And sometimes it's like a sentence. It says clinical research coordinator needed Chicago or clinical research coordinator needed Ventura. And then people I'm hearing from Ashley, people emailing Ashley like, hey, hey, Ashley, I need more info. Guys, by the time you get more info, they're going to hire people. You don't need more info. You need to talk to those people on there. And and a lot of times I'm noticing people are afraid uh, because they read something like that and they, they default to, I'm not qualified. And I think you're going to lose. That's a losing strategy. The reason sometimes these job descriptions are just one sentence is because they want to scare people like you from applying. <laughs> it's called a filter. So the first, congrats, the you're just helping them out. <laughs> Remember when I first started applying, I literally applied to jobs that I, I didn't even read. I was just like, okay, <laughs> applying, applying, applying. Literally, it was just, I think in one hour, exactly. I out like 30 applications because I didn't care. I just wanted an interview. That's it, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Another thing I noticed <laughs> is that people, uh, they'll just read the job description And then they see a a recruiter, but then they say, okay, well, I'm not qualified for that one. So they don't even talk to their recruiter. Do you realize recruiter, what they do, their job is to get people hired. That's not their only job. Like that's (laughs) not the only thing they're hiring for. They have other jobs. And even if they don't, you should get to know them, start networking. They need to know who you are. I'm sure all the recruiters now, at least the ones on LinkedIn and Clubhouse know who Christine is. (laughs) The the worst enemy people have is self-rejection and then and then thinking that if they send 100 CVs, then they're going to get 100 phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the case. It's just mm-hmm. like it has to be the harder you work, the luckier you get. Exactly. Yeah. Monica, Judy, we've been doing this for like 15 years. Oh, gosh. Uh, us, yeah. right? More, maybe. <laughs> If we applied right now <laughs> to our own job title, like site director, uh-huh. it would take us at least 20 applications probably. to probably even get a call back. But I, I probably wouldn't even go there. I just go through all my LinkedIn contacts and contact every single Ooh. person that I'm looking for a job and connect and maybe get hired that way. I don't know if that's exactly. fine. That's smart. That's I'd go smart. a whole different route. <laughs> I would too. I would too. But like, yeah, think me, about it. Yeah. You know, let's say we applied right now. <laughs> Yeah, to 20 true. site director, we would maybe get like two calls if we're lucky. Most and likely. then we would interview and then we're all competing mm-hmm. against each other because they're interviewing all three of us. And they're like, eh, I like Judy a little bit better than Dan. He's kind of a jerk. Or I like Monica, <laughs> you know, because she could speak Spanish. So mm-hmm. like, it's never about you guys. It's always about what they need. And what it's, it's yeah. not a reflection on your net worth as a human being. True, yeah, but if I, I think- was going 
Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, just to add to that, I think a lot of um, people are afraid to do it because they're afraid of that rejection, as you guys mentioned. And it's okay to get no. It's okay to get no 10, 20 times. Guess what? We get no for everything else we do in this industry. And it's okay. Keep trying because eventually when you write, find the right job and the right person, that's the one that's meant for you. So just keep exactly. trying. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. right. And, and, and you can offer a lot of things like, uh, like uh, Judy was saying, true, even LinkedIn. If you see a site that ha that you have interest on, you can offer something like, uh, I I could recruit for you. I can do your source documents. I can, uh, I don't know, who knows? I can make phone calls for you. I can uh, uh, write down the pre-screening. <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, there are so many things that you could do and, and, and I'm sure in some point you're gonna get the yes. Yep, and so, uh, if, if you look at like a job board like Indeed, ZipRecruiter, you're going to notice job recruiters on there. You know how many people go that route and spam them with their resumes? But then those same exact job recruiters are on LinkedIn and they just posted something they think is thoughtful. And nobody comments, nobody shares, maybe a few people like. So what would you rather be like an, another one of many CVs in the inbox or somebody that is going to comment on one of their posts. Now they're going to like at least know who you are. Isn't that the goal of a resume just to get you to the interview? So exactly. you can just bypass that with LinkedIn. Nobody's doing it. We can take it a step <laughs> further and go to Clubhouse. Even less people are doing it there. Yeah. Guys, it's 2021. Uh, wake up. I know. Can I actually, we actually yeah. have a, a, um, a story about the Clubhouse with Dan. I don't know if if Christina and Ash remember that. Uh, a few, I think a, like a week. Judy ago, would like this story too. Am I convincing <laughs> you to get an iPhone? Yes. Oh, no. A week story? ago, <laughs> a week ago, uh, we were in the clubhouse, and then one doctor that actually he started following Dan in uh, in YouTube, oh. and he saw that Dan was doing the clubhouse, and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna join and see what happens." Yeah, he's a foreign then, doctor. Foreign doctor. Exactly. Yeah, and then he came, and and he wanted to he raised the hand to be introduced, and and then he started saying, "I'm a doctor." I speak Spanish, I ex speak Cambodian, imagine, and English. Uh, I'm looking for a job in clinical trials. I've been uh, learning about all the process with done videos. He barely knows, uh, he barely knew nothing about research until he found Dan's um, videos. And now it's been on, only like a week or, or two weeks and he has five job, job offers. Wow. But, but <laughs> because he found, um, uh, he found about research through Dan, he, he actually was, uh, is going to be with us <laughs> now. Yay, awesome. And we That's actually awesome. need him because he speaks Spanish. Oh, for and, one of your sites. For one of our sites. Oh, he happened wow. to be in Orange County. Oh, he was in Orange wow. County. And you know what? His does wife. He want to, does he want to commute to Imperial County? No. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't? But, and his wife is a licensed nurse practitioner. Oh, wow. That's cool. And so we're going to work this husband and wife. Thing. Now we're going to make a series on that. Husband and wife. Yeah, and we got Yeah. We got to do awesome. that. Um, that's pretty cool. So and that's a clubhouse story. Mandarin. 
Wow. And the wow. wife speaks Mandarin. So, oh, wow. so Judy, you're going to get an iPhone? Um, let me think about that. Yeah. I do need an investigator. Come to so the I dark might. side, Judy. I might. Come to the dark side. That's right. So, yeah, that's a good example, Monica. Thank you for that's that. cool. Any other questions you guys have for Christine? She's, like, amazing. Oh, I actually did. I wanted, Christine, so you were saying, you know, you're a go-getter. And now that you 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 got what you wanted, right, you're going to be with the sponsor, which is great, because not a lot of people get that right out of the bat. Um. And the fact that, you know, you're already linked with Latinos in clinical research, you're making a, you know, a name for yourself out there in the industry. What as a, a female Latina, you know, coming into a big sponsor, what's aside from doing an amazing job, which I know you all you'll do, um, what's your mission to bring to that organization and how you're going to represent the Latino community and, and bringing awareness to them? Because I think every sponsor can bring more awareness to get more awareness, learn more. Sure. So um, I'm going to have to uh, go to you and maybe get some of your recommendations because I know that you've been a forefront for your company. But um, but I, I do want to go in there with a goal to support their diversity and inclusion group because they do have one already. But I probably need to ask some questions and get to know a little bit more about it and then possibly collaborate and see if they'll come on, you know, with Latinos in clinical research and see uh, what kind of programs we can create together and stuff like that. Awesome. awesome. But I did want to add, so earlier, Dan, you started talking about LinkedIn, and I wanted to add some information to that because you asked me about my experience. And so I didn't really go into this, but um, a recruiter actually found me and it was only after getting over 500 followers supposedly like the system won't even recognize you if you don't yeah. get, get over that and so um i definitely worked really hard to increase my uh connections and then um he reached out to me it was supposed to be a six-month contract but it turned into a full-time position awesome. and so that's really exciting so some advice that I have for people out there is to treat your LinkedIn like your resume. It really is. And so make sure that it's really nice and polished. You have a really good photo. There's apps or websites that you can use for free to change up your photo to uh, make it look more presentable and then create the banner because your keywords at the top of your banner will definitely capture, you know, the attention of those people looking for you. And so then also like your information about the jobs that you worked at don't just put the company definitely exactly. add a little bit more information there because you want to make sure that they know um, what your skills are and what you can bring to the table because it really is like your resume and then getting on clubhouse like there are people from all over and you can connect with these people during clubhouse and possibly have your connection right there and without having to go through the interview process you're skipping the the line you're literally skipping the line when you um do those yeah, things no. so. that's a great uh, excellent thank you for the linkedin thing too because i think people spend too much time worrying about their resume and how many people they're emailing on indeed and there's if they spent like half of that time on linkedin or uh clubhouse it would be way more productive um like, look at this. I'm on there right now. I mean, uh, go ahead, Judy. Somebody was talking. No, I, I was yeah, going to say me. that's actually true. I didn't start using LinkedIn till honestly, I think last year when Dan started having those monthly meetups during COVID, uh, way before, you know, we started the whole Latino. Judy, those are daily. Those are daily. <laughs> oh, daily. That's right. They were like week. Yeah, several times a you day. You were on anyway. monthly. Those are daily. We were yeah, struggling over there. We were <laughs> well, struggling. 
I started using it more. I had it. I just never used it like you guys are talking about. And then actually been using it more the past couple months because I'm looking for an uh, investigator and LF, LFMT, a rater for, uh, to be a rater for assessments. So, and I've actually started to get some response more than I think like Indeed or, or these other job postings, which are very pricey, by the way, every time you yeah. post something. <laughs> Very pricey. And, uh, I think LinkedIn's I, and, better. Like to pay mm-hmm. LinkedIn Premium is better than to pay for Indeed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that uh, uh, one of my students she lives in a very rural area, so she was wondering how to get a job in that area. So I was trying to look for a way to help her, and then I found out that LinkedIn has this uh, mm, in the icon, uh, in the job icon, you can locate where you want them to give you like the um, alerts for job opportunities in that area. And, and, and I help her to find a job in a rural area <laughs> because I, I, I put it for like, uh, I was looking for a job and, and it was giving me all the alerts on all the, the job offers uh, near here. So wow. I think that's that's actually really good too for people mm-hmm. that wants to uh, specifically um, target one area. You can you can put the I, I, um, I mean obviously the career that you're looking for and then or the position and then uh, in which state or which city, and you will get the the alerts for that. Wow, that's pretty cool. super important. And look, guys, I'm randomly on Clubhouse right now. Look at what's going on. Med Tech <laughs> Lobby. 24-7 equality, equity, leadership with science emojis. Listen, um, let's just take I a think, listen. I think our prior uh, administration I'm about to raise my hand. definitely be eviscerated for many things. Look at this guy talking. Gordon, um, let me look at his profile. Co-founder of a think tank. Co-founder of a think tank that executes in Atlanta. These are tech, that's healthcare wow. tech people. Wait, wait Guys, which, which one is that one, Dan? Hold on. I can literally <laughs> raise my hand right now and talk to him and say, hey, we're, you're live on the Zoom. Can you that's say something? Thing. But seriously, guys, you can talk. There's only like 30 people in that room. You can raise wow. your hand and just talk 20%. and say, hey, this is my story. I found it. Just like the other guy did. <laughs> What's that's the name? Awesome. MedTech, MedTech 24-7 Lobby. But we have better. Go to Guru Nation's better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have those every Friday, you guys, and soon to be. We're coming up with the date for let's have some clinical research. Yeah, research. Rod, Judy, Judy, actually, you. Could, I mean, this is not even to try to sell you on Clubhouse, but Rod is. Um, oh, but you're one of our clients, so yeah, you'll get the studies anyways. Rod Raphael, the site owner in, in Indiana, he has on Thursday nights, so tonight at five, a Clubhouse for other site owners where we share study leads with one another. So. You know, that'll eventually end up trickling back down to the DSC site network. But yeah, Clubhouse is great. LinkedIn, Clubhouse. That's the way to get things done these days. Look, (laughs) just look at Christine. That's exactly what she did. Yeah, It's really fun. And you don't, you know, you'll be surprised. You got to get on there and figure out what kind of rooms you want to get into, right? Because like, they even have other rooms, like for veterans, they have other rooms for like motivation in the morning, they have talks about starting to work out again after COVID, like whatever you're interested in, I'm sure it's there. I so want for humor, if you want to listen to, (laughs) to, uh, very interesting. I mean, obviously very funny. (laughs) Some awesome. So thank you guys. Any more questions for Christine? Um, 
No, just keep doing no. what you're doing. Yeah. Are you um, now? I know you're, you'll be starting your job soon. Are you going to still be able to do all that stuff? Because you're very involved with, like, you mentioned Clubhouse. Are you going to be able to do all right. that? Good question. Good yeah. question. Because I know <laughs> when you, know, it's, you have training, I assume you got to do and stuff when you start. Um, yeah. How right. <laughs> I'm going to have to definitely uh, work on his schedule, right? And um, get on track with that. But after hours, I think that I will be able to do it. It's totally doable. Yeah. Time management. Mm -hmm. Totally doable. Yeah, you'll only miss a few emails here and there like me. and uh, Like me? Ashley. Now recently. <laughs> recently. I'm not used to it and it started to happen. I'm like, wow. Yeah, Crazy. but good, prob good problems to have. So congrats, Christine. We're yeah, definitely going to have you on well. again. You're mm -hmm. the ambassador, uh, you know, early, early group of ambassadors. It's you, Cassandra, and Carlos, all Cs. We got three oh, ambassadors, wow. all named C, triple C. Wow. <laughs> Carlos, That's Christine, Cassandra. Yeah, Carlos, oh. another good story. He's a coordinator. He got he was the Dr. Hazen's coordinator. Sorry, Dr. Hazen. But uh, <laughs> uh, Ikevia saw him on LinkedIn. He said wow. I, he, he put that he's uh, Latinos in research on his LinkedIn something or he commented or something. And Ikevia recruiter saw him because the algorithm pushed it up. Oh. Right. Because he was on LinkedIn, but he wasn't using it. But then because of Latino, he commented or did something. And then. And Ikevia recruiter saw him and said, who is this guy? He's got like 10 years of coordinating experience. We need a CRA. And let's offer him an offer he can't refuse, like Godfather. Wow. And before we end it, I think just to add to what you just said, I we, you know, we've been having meetings with with you know vendor CROs and stuff. Um, we've actually been realizing that they already know us prior to us going into or like meeting with them. So that lets you know, for example, with Carlos, that they're watching our feeds, they're seeing who's getting involved. So all the more reason for you to be a part of that group and to be involved and to be interactive. Especially when we're new, like we're small. So it's that just like that. anything, when you're an original, like early, early person to join something, you know, the benefits are exponentially greater or disproportionate than later on, you know, and then that'll be our job to keep, to keep the quality of the product. But right now we're so young. You, that's not a problem. We're mm -hmm. a new yeah. organization, but we've yeah. all been in the field yeah. for a while. So we bring a lot yeah. of experience. Very and background. good mix. Very good <laughs> yeah. mix. Exactly. So what so. you need to do is subscribe in our website. And then if you want to get exposure, put this beautiful logo in your linking <laughs> that's true or comment on one of our posts or share it because recruiters the algorithm works guys like that's how it works mm -hmm. that's uh, we didn't invent social media that's how it, they decided it works and plus getting a as um, being associated to an organization that is working towards diversity it seems really really good in your cv too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that, you know, more data is better for, you know, better results and, you know, more effective medications where we know what's going to happen to everybody, no matter what background they are. So that's. Oh, yeah, the that's the that's the, the main purpose. <laughs> yes. Right. We're trying to contribute to better treatments to help others and especially all communities, right? Like the smaller ones, rural ones, more options. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So thank you guys. Thank you, Christine, very much. We're going to have links to Christine's LinkedIn underneath. And thank you, Ashley, Monica, and Judy. And thank you all for watching and listening. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye.